This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. This week on Top Shelf, our guests include players Tristan Self from the Kimberly Dynamiters, Curtis Gould from the Princeton Posse, and Connor Stojan from the Beaver Valley Nighthawks. I'll chat with Posse General Manager Mark McNaughton. The KIJHL is down to our final four, our March Madness. In the Kootenai Conference, the Dynamiters have home ice against the Nighthawks. Meanwhile, in the old Okanagan Shushwap Conference, regular season champion Princeton has home ice over Cyclone Taylor Cup host Revelstoke. Both series are available on Hockey TV. Up next, Emmanuel Sequera talks with Nitro's netminder, Tristan Self. Off the draw, the Riders get control. One, and a huge three. save by Tristan Self. A bang-bang play in front, and Tristan Self keeps this game at one to nothing. I'm joined by Kimberly Dynamiters goaltender Tristan Self. Tristan, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Congratulations on uh, helping your team come from behind and win the series against Fernie. Yeah, no, that was definitely an awesome series. You know, just, you know, Fernie being Kimberly's rivals and having that experience to take that game to Game 7 and being able to reverse sweep them is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I don't think is going to happen too often in the KI. When it comes to being able to pull that off, did you feel any pressure at all with your team's season on the line? There, there was definitely pressure. You know, the guys knew we had to leave it all out there. First two games is not how we, uh, not how as a team, how we wanted to play. And the third, you know, we kind of got back to our identity. We got back to it being a closer game. I definitely, I definitely felt pressure, you know, having our uh, back foot against the wall and uh, nowhere else really to go. And so our team knew we had to put it all out there or uh, the season was over. What good things did you see from the group that helped you guys be able to win those games that you needed to win? Then obviously the clinching game. You know, players who knew how they needed to play, you know, stepped up into their roles. And uh, our top guys were just performing like how they were not. They were just doing way better than they were doing in the regular season and uh, kind of to begin the playoffs against uh, against Fernie. So I think everybody just stepped up, stepped into their roles, and it really showed because uh, wow, in game four, we'd come back and just dominate them. And, uh, and then after that, uh, everyone knew what had to be done. And I think we just continued through it. Fernie definitely showed a, a lot more resistance when their uh, season was on the line. So that was definitely our closest game with them, I'd say. Basically, you got two teams playing for their season. They're not gonna, nobody's going to make it easy, right? Yeah, no, without a doubt. That was, a, that was a definitely an awesome series to be a part of. I would not like the next series to go to Game 7, <laughs> but I'd like to bring that compete and uh, and have it that competitive for the next series as well. So I want to touch on that last game in Kimberley. You, you, the attendance for that game was nearly 1,800. Talk about what it was like to play in front of such a big crowd. Oh, it was so electric. Every single time we did something, the crowd got behind us. could just feel their motivation and... Their cheering just it made us play in ways that we should be playing, and it was awesome. Every single time we did something, we could feel the building rumble, and it was it was definitely electric. Uh, switch over to Beaver Valley. What do you guys expect from that series? They look like a really well-rounded team, but we're not really trying to focus on their game. We just want to play our game, and I think if our team plays our game, then no one can compete with us. What are some of the things that you guys like about the way you're playing right now? Um, every single line knows what they're doing and know what their role is. And uh, I think to go far, you know, you need those bottom pairs or those bottom lines to really, uh, you know, outwork, I'd say, the other lines. Because usually I feel like it's kind of a battle of the bottom lines, kind of the depth is which uh, which team makes it further. And I think we have the depth. 
we have unreal guys in our third and fourth line. So I think that can definitely help us in uh, games to come. Tristan, thank you very much for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Over to the side. Hilterman back there with some fancy footwork. Ooh, pass to the front. Oh, and a beautiful save by Self. Bounced off of him, went high. Connor Stojan has been a hero between the pipes for Beaver Valley. Emmanuel asked him what it was like to erase a 3-1 series deficit to Creston Valley and take the series. You know, I felt I just had to go in that and take care of my job, stop pots, you know, instill confidence in my teammates that they're going to get a good performance out of me every night. And uh, I think it helped us rally together as a team and, uh, you know, really believe that, you know, no matter what the series is at, that we can we can come back and win. And a belief instilled from Terry kind of led us to rally together and come back in the series. Because I have to ask, that triple overtime game, even though you guys lost, you finished with 90 of 96 saves. What did that performance do for you moving forward to the rest of the series? You know, that was probably the toughest loss in the entire series. I felt my play through the first three periods wasn't great. I think I had five goals against on 50 shots. And you know, I kind of just told myself going into overtime that, you know, what happened in the first 60 doesn't matter. It's about what happens in the next overtime period. And I just tried to shut the door as best I could for my team. But uh, unfortunately, we came out on the losing end. But I think, you know, stopping 90 shots in that game, it, uh, it kind of let my teammates know that they're going to get good goaltending every game. And even though we lost and it was a pretty hard loss, I think it kind of brought us closer together. And it was good adversity for us and helped us rally together for games. Five, six, and seven. You guys get ready to play Kimberly. What do you guys like about the way that you're playing heading into that series? I think a, a big thing for us right now is uh, towards the end of that Creston series, we really figured out how we have to play and what we do best as a team. Um, and I think going into the Kimberly series, we're, we're confident in our play style and our systems, and we know exactly how we have to play every game. And when we play our style of hockey, there's not a lot of teams that can compete with us. And uh, it's just going to be a matter of execution in the Kimberly series. Connor Stojan of the Beaver Valley Nighthawks. At this time, I'd like to congratulate KIJHL alumnus Jake Livingstone. Up in NCAA hockey with the Minnesota State University Mavericks, the CCHA has named Jake Defenseman of the Year. It's the second consecutive year he's received this honor. The Creston Valley hockey product played 71 games with his hometown Thundercats before a successful career in the BCHL. Speaking of players playing for their hometown teams, Princeton Posse defenseman Curtis Gould is next on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Good stick there by Gould. Now here's Clur, three on one. Clur across, Waterson in front, rebound scores! Curtis Gould will get his first of the season. I'm joined by Princeton Posse defenseman Curtis Gould. Curtis, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. What is it like around Princeton right now with how far that you guys have gone into the playoffs? It's been good. Like, the town has been buzzing this whole time. You know, I think with the regular season that helped build it all up, we've gotten tons more fans and everybody's just always asking, like, when the next game is. Every day when we see people in town asking how the last one went. You know, always just wanting to, like, keep up to date and see how we're doing. Because, like, how important has this run been for the community, especially after everything that it went through the previous year with the flooding? I think it's been good because they supported us, like, last year through the floods, and we helped support the town. We were out doing a bunch of stuff with them. Like, for yourself, what is it like for you helping the team go on this run? 
it's definitely cool being a part of it. This is what I grew up watching. So it's been fantastic and just I've been enjoying every single moment of it. Being a part of like a team with like the success that we've had. It's pretty special to be a local and a part of it. What is the team like about the way it's playing right now? Our team's feeling really good just because our defense and our goaltending has been good the past few rounds and our offense has been clicking pretty well, kind of getting free play. Guys get to do what they like to do. I know you guys have only played Revelstoke uh, twice this season, but uh, like, what do you guys expect uh, for the type of series that you're going to get? It's going to be a battle both ways. Like Revelstoke's hard and they're physical the whole time and they don't stop working. That's going to be a good test for us, see if we can play a whole 60-minute game, keep up with like their intensity. Well, we're also going to try to be the pushers and not get pushed, if you know what it's trying to say there. So, Curtis, uh, how do you like the way that you've been playing to help your team? I've liked it. I've started to just play my game, which is just being physical, extra heavy, and just owning like our D zone, doing my job. Whenever I get the opportunity, of course, I join the offensive side, join in the rush try to do what I can there but my job this year's just been RD zone getting the puck out killing rushes and all that kind of stuff just being the best defenseman I can be you played games in the BCHL especially the the pod season with the Powell River Kings yeah talk about how that experience has helped you become a better defenseman and just to even obviously also to contribute to team success oh yeah being up with Powell River that pod season it was really good I was 17 when I went there, so I still didn't really know a lot of the junior hockey game. Yeah, while I was up there working just with coaches, I learned a lot just about positioning like away from the puck, being hard in front of the net, and then playing with some of the veteran D we had on our team. They helped me just settle the play down, keep it simple is how they said it best for me, especially being new. Mm-hmm. They said, just keep it simple, make, make the first play you see, and just have fun. Curtis, uh, thank you for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Still got a minute and 48 to go on it. Nelson coming again. He had the first goal. That shot was blocked on his way in. I think feeling that shot, though. There's another shot right into the net, and the posse are up. Two to nothing. Looked like that might have been in by Curtis Gould on a shot all the way from the blue line. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the general manager of the Princeton Posse, Mark McNaughton. Thanks for doing this, Mark. You bet, Mark. Happy to be here. Okay, let's talk about, uh, first of all, I have to congratulate you on the team you put together for the regular season. Princeton really looked good from the start of the season right through to the end. I, I just love the team dynamic. Talk about the play of your guys during the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, uh, first off, I... You know, most of the credit really does go to to Mark Reedman. He, it's his roster, and and he's managed it really well, and 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 did a the majority of the, if not all the the legwork in the off season as well. So he's he's uh, he's put together a, a heck of a roster and and coached them well. And he, you know, my role is is really uh, supporting him and and giving advice where where I can. But it's uh, he's done a nice job of putting together a team that, you know, in my eyes, one of the one of the smartest teams in our league as far as, as just understanding how to play the game the right way. And, and then the second part for me is a team that, uh, you know, really gelled quickly, a lot of, of strong character kids and, and guys who, you know, might not get the accolades throughout the league, but they, you know, they know how to play the game really well and they know how to be a team really well. So, 
you know, something that we saw for, for really all, all 44 games throughout the regular season, some good consistent play. And, and we've seen it here in the, the first two rounds as well. Obviously you've watched the posse all season long. Uh, any players that stand out for you that maybe don't get the recognition that you think that is warranted? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> uh, honestly, it's, it's such a strong roster up and down. Uh, I think there's, there's a couple guys for me, uh, Ty Russell's a, a, a 18 year old forward out of Calgary who's come in and, you know, maybe not the flashiest player night in and night out, but a guy who, you know, uses his body well, plays in the right spots, goes to the right areas, wins the races when he needs to, and, and really brings some stability to that, you know, middle six of our, our forward group. And then on the back end, I think, uh, it, you know, a really strong group overall. I think there's some guys who who have got recognition throughout the years. Some guys who have played games up in in the BCHL and in uh, Grady, Sterling, Ponick, and and uh, Lou Sedownick that it, you know really really night in and night out have done a really really fantastic job for us. And I think for for me, Sedownick is probably one one of the most underrated D men in our in our league. Uh, and the guy that just does everything right and he's a big boy and, and has a, net, a nose for the net on the offensive side too. So, uh, you know, a guy that you're, you're always happy to see on the ice. Well, let's talk a little bit about Mark Reedman, uh, your head coach. Uh, you talked about the work he did in the offseason. What does he bring to the organization? Because uh, clearly uh, the posse are doing well under him. Yeah, you know, first first and foremost with Mark, it's all about work ethic. And, it, you know, we were actually having a conversation today in, in the in the office about it. and you know, talking about how, uh, how these young guys need to need to learn every day, how to, to work as hard as, as hard as you need to, to advance in hockey and, and really in life. Right. And, and I think if there's anything with Mark, you're never going to outwork him. And, and he's a guy that's, he's there when first thing in the morning, he's got a game plan, he's got everything set for them, you know, and he never asked them to, to work any harder than he does. So it's a, it's really a, a lead by example situation here. And, and, you know, being a young guy, he he really does a nice job of making sure he's he's prepared and and doing the legwork and then setting up his team to to be successful. So, you know, it's something I can't say enough uh, enough good things about the the amount of time he spends on our hockey team and and really you know eats, sleeps, and breathes it to to make sure the boys are successful. Coach Reedman said uh, when I talked with him earlier in the season, you know, attracting players to Princeton isn't uh, wasn't the easiest thing uh, to do because of where Princeton is and it's on the way to somewhere. Do you think it'll be a lot easier to recruit players next year after the season you put together this year? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, the way I've always described Princeton is it's a, it's a, it's a place where you're going to find the right guys. You're not going to find every guy, but you're going to find the right guys that, that want to be here to play hockey. They're guys who are, are interested in spending a lot of time with their teammates and around the rink. And, and it's, uh, you know, something that really in my, in my 10 years here with the club, it's something that we've, we really maintain that mantra of finding the right guys and, and making sure that the right guy is happy to be in Princeton more than, more than anything. You know, we, we aren't, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe the flashiest city in, in our, in our league, but it, at the end of the day, we're, we're really, really strong hockey community and, and have great support in town. You know, the players have every opportunity they need here. And at the end of the day, having a winning record and, and having a successful year like like Mark and, and the crew have had, you know, we, we obviously hope we'll, we'll uh, help boost that image and, and make sure we're, we're finding the right guys again next year. You got past uh, Summerland and North Okanagan, two good teams. You got Revelstoke uh, and Revelstoke, a very good team. How do you guys match up against Revelstoke? I, th- I think we match up pretty well. I, I think, uh, 
you know, everybody's familiar with Revelstoke. I think they're, they're obviously uh, one of the most consistent teams in, in junior B, let alone in our league. You know, they, they really uh, up and down their lineup, they all do things exceptionally well and they're well coached as well there with, with Ryan and Yuri. And, and obviously it's one where, you know, maybe we've gotten away with some things in the first two rounds. We're up against a, a team that, you know, knows how to win at this level and, and understands what it takes to get through four rounds of, of KIJHL playoffs, right? So our guys uh, just stepping up to the challenge and, and I think they're, you know, they're confident and ready to go and, and they're going to have to play their game to, to perfection. Mark McNaughton is the general manager of the Princeton Posse. Thank you so much for doing this. You bet. Thank you. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to KIJHL broadcasters Bob Scott, Dawson McFarlane, Tom Shields, and Laney Wilson. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera. Tristan Self of the Kimberly Dynamiters, Connor Stojan of the Beaver Valley Nighthawks, Curtis Gould of the Princeton Posse, and General Manager Mark McNaughton, also from the Posse. We'd like to thank Hockey TV, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days.